0: So the last time I was up here I was talking about uh, a very uh, deep felt revelation that I had uh, where Jesus uh, put his hand over my heart and he looked into my eyes and he told me there is no O left and for the last three weeks I've been uh, trying to come to grips with how much is that actually changing with how I live and and what does it mean to not owe anything in our lives. There's uh, an interesting thing that I realized about Revelation and it's kind of said in in this verse here. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they do not understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see but the eyes of their hearts are closed." And Revelation is all about that last line. It's opening the eyes of your heart to see something. It was there all along. Nothing's actually changed. But you open the eyes that you have in your heart and you realize something. And what is revealed can change everything around you even though nothing has actually changed. It's a very weird situation to find yourself in where everything changes but nothing actually changed. And I love the way Jesus said, he was talking about the the Pharisees here, I believe. It's easy for us to become closed in our hearts and to, to become like the Pharisees, thinking that we're listening to everything very, very carefully, but not actually seeing the heart that was behind something. So every revelation that we have should be something that brings us closer to God. And uh, I feel like this revelation of there is no O brought me so much closer to God uh, in just amazing ways, realizing that basically the foundation of God is love and the foundation of the enemy is owing. He's the great banker. He wants everybody to owe everything all the time. And uh, when you let him, he'll tell you that you owe everything at any given moment. So the big part of the revelation that I realized in the first message was if nothing is owed, there's nothing to forgive. Because forgiving is about canceling debt. It's about... Uh, forgiving what was owed so if nothing is owed there's nothing to forgive and the idea behind that being a heart full of love has no room for debt Now there's a an interesting piece of Jesse's message from a couple weeks ago where he was talking about the story of the woman that uh, washed Jesus feet and he told the story And it's referring to, to whom much is forgiven, they will have much more love. But neither of them could repay him, so he forgave them all both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? I kind of think Jesus was maybe kind of almost showing the Pharisees by their answer that you really don't know anything because... He's like, of course, the person who owed more is going to love him more, but, I mean, can we really love in different amounts? You either fully love or you don't love. Is there an amount to love? And I think that's kind of part of what the Pharisees kind of lived by, is is there was measuring sticks for everything. Then the next piece that kind of uh, started to to creep in I, that I real, was realizing about not owing is uh, it changes how we forgive. Uh, but then it also changes how we live. And uh, worry is often about owing. Uh, so this verse kind of came to my mind as I was starting to think about that. Matthew 6.25 says, That is why I tell you, not to worry about everyday life whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing so if we kind of take this back uh, it, it's, it's a weird little sidestep in owing but uh, when we worry we are thinking about what is deserved, in a way. And that's a part of owing. Uh, We center a lot on fairness and, and what is going to be paid out. And worry allows you to think about what is going to come, what should have come, but to live life to the fullest, which Jesus came to give us He said he came to give us life to the fullest. You have to be present in every moment. And you can't be present when you're worrying about what's coming before or what's coming after. So to live to the fullest, not worrying about what is owed, we need to realize that O is something that isn't even a reality in our lives. It's something that we can just shed off its chains that we can we can knock off and let hit the ground. A heart full of love has no room for worry, and uh, a lot of worry I think uh, also comes into what are what are we worthy of, and a lot of religion in the past has centered on the making ourselves worthy to receive from God and if we owe nothing to the father perhaps he will help us like if I do the right things maybe maybe God will be there for me the reality is is that he's always there for us and uh, and God owes us nothing he would not, never does anything out of owing so what are we trying to do works for and uh, there's been a big revelation just like around the world on this and, and lots of people have talked on it but I began to realize that not owing anything yeah it's it's great for the forgiveness half of it but it's actually much much bigger on the receiving end uh, when we realize that we don't have to do anything to receive from God what he has for us. It really changes our lives. So a heart full of love always has room for one thing, and that's more love. So starting uh, the journey of sonship, uh, you might need to forgive, do a lot of forgiveness to, to start the journey But then we realize that we don't need to forgive anymore because there's nothing to forgive if nothing is owed. And the journey is actually about learning to receive everything that God has for us. And uh, Jesse had been talking about this idea of God's love as a waterfall coming down on us. And uh, sometimes we would put up an umbrella to, to block the waterfall. And I think the biggest, most commonly used umbrella that uh, people have in their, in their luggage is shame. Uh, we all have felt shame at some time. And we feel like we don't deserve what God has for us when we get in that waterfall. Out comes the, one, the umbrella. It's like, I'm getting too wet. I don't deserve to be this wet. A heart full of love still has room for more love. The waterfalls just falling around us, covering everything. But we don't want to stop the waterfall. We want it to keep flowing. You don't need room for a river. A river just flows through us. So the idea that I landed on was was we need to learn to receive not what is owed, but what he wants to give you. And uh, condemnation, shame, will make what you think God wants to give you a very small box. And we need to let God out of the box to... uh, Really start receiving and getting wet in that waterfall. Um, I felt like God when He when He showed me the the basic black umbrella of shame. He's He's really tired of seeing that little black umbrella that everybody's got, and He wants us all to just take out that umbrella and shred it with a X-Acto knife or something. <laughs> so uh, it was a a really great revelation to to realize just how much shame there is in my own life. And a big thing that hit and transformed my heart was uh, thinking about the story of the prodigal son. And uh, he basically disowns his father and asks for his inheritance. He goes off and he wastes it, and he realizes that now he's in the gutter, completely broke. Even his father's servants were in a better place than he was, so he was going to go back to his father and see if he could be a servant. And as he's coming up, the father, you know, the, the classic everybody knows, he runs and hugs him and kisses him and gets his robe and his ring and takes him back as a son. I was realizing the beginning part of that that story. That was was like so much my life of completely disowning my father. My actual father and God as well. So I kind of did a double whammy on that one. But I didn't want to have anything to do with my family. Uh, Because of religion, I rejected it when I was younger. That's kind of the main reason that I wanted to get away from my family. But now, kind of coming back, it's just realizing this hurt that must have been there for my father. He wanted to love me and I wouldn't let him. And this is the situation that God is in with all of us at any given moment. He wants to give us so much and we're not letting him. And We just need to realize that it's not because he thinks we deserve it. It's because we're his children. And what wouldn't you do for your children? You want to give them the world. So we already talked about that. So this verse is kind of where I landed God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world but to be its Savior and rescue it so now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him but the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son so we know this this no condemnation thing is is not new but to actually feel and receive that into your heart, there's always more levels that we're going to be able to find in that, I think. So it's something that we should center and work on, on a, on a continual basis. And the realization of actually living with no condemnation, once we can step into it, even just for 30 seconds, we can start to see the implications that that has on our life and it is the only way to actual freedom. Freedom is about having a choice. And if you don't believe in God, you don't believe He came to save us, you don't actually have any choice. You're just living in the world. So, having been in that situation where I actually believed God did not exist at all for a lot of my life, I know what it's like to not have that freedom even though you feel like you're free it really changes how you live when you start to realize that every morning when I wake up I have the choice to either live the way the world wants me to live or live the way God wants me to live and now with this revelation of knowing that there's nothing Owed, on either end, it's not—it's not something like that, that exists in a heart full of love. Wow! It just like—it frees everything. Like you can—you can see the world in such a different way. And we see this verse bringing us also to a close, repeating this. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life, union with Jesus, the Anointed One. It's a good way to end it. The case is closed. There's no accusing voice left. There's no one saying you're wrong. There's no one saying you're not good enough. There's just life with God and being in Christ owing nothing. And that's living in love. So I think we're just going to try and seal that with some prayer right now. Father, we thank you so much for opening the eyes of our hearts. We thank you that you bring us to places where we can see what was hidden from us. We thank you so much that you reveal these life-changing things in such amazing ways, transform our hearts. And we thank you that you let us fully spin to being your children. We release today... All that we thought we owed you. And all that we thought you owed to us. We release it all. We let it fall down to the ground. And we live in love. The way that you intended us to. In your son's precious name. Amen.